Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am at the Chickren on Twitter. And we have Devin. Hey, I'm Devin, GD Harper on Twitter. And Crystal. Hi, I'm Crystal Rose 29 on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Um, we are reading Tyrion 9 from A Storm of Swords. And this what, is. Wait, what? What? Is that right? No, it's Tyrion. I, yeah. I hope you're joking right now. A lot. Is this a joke? It's Is it April Fool? <laughs> well, I might have wrote the wrong thing down. I'm pretty sure it's the right chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Skittles? Yeah, it should be Skittles. Let me go over my notes. <laughs> I wrote them two weeks ago. <laughs> we yeah, it's Skittles. Come here, are totally professional. <laughs> I just read one. I flipped through my notes. I read one note. Gregor falls and rolls onto his back. Okay, yeah, it's Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you read it not too long ago anyway. So. Well, it just <laughs> gives me a heart attack over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened a couple of weeks ago is I totally read the wrong chapter, did all my notes for the wrong chapter. And I'm like, oh, right, I'm like super prepared for two weeks from now. But I wrote, <laughs> I wrote Tyrion 9. Guys. Well, as long as you read Tyrion 10, we're good to go. Yeah, guys, I haven't like had a full night's sleep in almost two years now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, spoiler. There, I feel you. I understand. <laughs> So, yeah, Tyrion 10, A Storm of Swords. <laughs> Spoilers right. for everything. And this one's pretty graphically violent, so it's great. Stick around. Okay. God, is it ever. You forget how graphically violent it is. Oh, my God. It's a fantastic chapter. Let's go. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, things are looking pretty dire for Tyrion. He's contemplating confessing. It wouldn't be a life he imagined taking the black, but it would be a life at least, one away from his sister. Um, at the trial, we have Shay telling the court how Tyrion plotted with Sansa, how he planned to be the hand to Tommen, eventually killing him too and being king. Oberyn questions how she knew all this, and then she confesses to being his whore, and how she was plucked from the war camps at Green Fork after the squire she was meant to marry was sent to the front lines by Tyrion. He made me do unspeakable things, she tells the court, and call him pet names, like my giant of Lannister. And then, like, at this, the throne just, like, erupts in laughter, and everyone is losing it, all except Tywin. Papa's not happy. Um, let's see. Tyrion shouts oh. at them, My lords, get this lying whore from my sight, and I will confess. And then I did just select a little passage here. 
Prince Oberyn looked mildly disappointed. You admit you poisoned the king? Nothing of the sort, said Tyrion. Of Joffrey's death I am innocent. I am guilty of a more monstrous crime. He took a step forward towards his father. I was born. I lived. I am guilty of being a dwarf. I confess it, and no matter how many times my good father forgave me, I have persisted in my infamy. This is folly, Tyrion, declared Tywin. Speak to the matter at hand. You are not on trial for being a dwarf. That is where you err, my lord. I have been on trial for being a dwarf my entire life. Have you nothing to say in your defense? Nothing but this. I did not do it, yet now I wish I had. He turned to face the hall the sea of pale faces. I wish I had enough poison for all of you. You make me sorry that I am not the monster you would have me be. Yet there it is. I am innocent, but I will get no justice here. You leave me no choice but to appeal to the gods. I demand trial by combat. Have you taken leave of your wits, his father said. No, I have found them. I demand trial by combat. <laughs> you know, I watched this like, this clip of uh, Dinklage doing this scene. I did too. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. I had I had read this the first time so long ago. I forgot that all this happened in one chapter, and so I, when I got in and I started rereading it for the podcast tonight, I was like, "Oh no, I'm on the wrong chapter, and this is Shay." <laughs> and then I realized, "Oh yeah, it goes a little on further to the Skittles part." <laughs> 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 I think um, I don't know. There's a lot of dynamics playing out in here. Um, most notably, you know, his father. Like, I just I can't figure out why Tywin wouldn't have figured a way to avoid all this. Just <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, Tyrion at the beginning of the chapter is is thinking very seriously about like it's it's funny how he hasn't decided yet that he's going to go with you know Oberyn's offer to champion him and that he's thinking very seriously about taking the black. Um, and he has the thought of, you know, can I even trust my dad that he will actually mm. let me go to the wall? You know, um, it, it is, it is interesting and sad. I mean, like, can he trust the Ty? I mean, I feel like Tywin probably would have, but he never actually really heard it from Tywin either. He heard it from Kevin. Not that I think Kevin would misrepresent anything yeah. intentionally, but um, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like he probably can trust that Tywin would have gotten him to the wall, but then would Cersei have come up with another plan in between? I mean, it's so hard to know. She probably would have tried to have him killed um, if Tywin had sent him to the wall, but I just, I don't get why Tywin didn't send him to the wall in the first place, and like Lot was saying, just avoid all of this. Yeah. It would have been better for everybody. Yeah, but if, if he's <laughs> so, if he's his thing is the Lannister name. Well, this drags the Lannister name through the mud. So, yeah, it's it's everything that he hates. You know, the fact yes. that that Tyrion has been you know led around by a quote unquote horror and stuff, which is exactly what most embarrasses Tywin. <laughs> well, and that that leads to why did he let Shay? Uh, come on the stand. I mean, you would have thought that Tywin would have kept Shay away from there, not wanting to show off his son's whore. Yeah. Yeah. Is he sleeping with her at this point, Tywin? Yeah, who knows? I mean, we really don't know. And let her, uh, that that just wouldn't make any sense to me. (sighs) 
none of what Shay does makes sense in this. None of it. Well, it's self-preservation. I could that that'd be about the only sense I could pull from it. There is no way of like actually knowing if she is sleeping with Tywin at this point. What would the point of that be? Unless he's like, yeah, I don't know. The timing. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't know enough about the timing of like how yeah. much time has played out. Yeah, I mean it's definitely self-preservation. I mean, I, it's funny rereading it though. I was like, number one, of course, I felt terrible for Tyrion, and number two, she did take it a lot further than she needed yeah, to. It's a little bit like a <laughs> Disney. Just went like, well, <laughs> if Disney's had whores in it, <laughs> the kind of oh Disney gosh. villain kind of. <laughs> yeah. She, the, the whole backstory and, that she concocted. Like. And Oberyn just eggs it on. Oh, yeah. Oberyn. So, oh, like, what, what kind detail? of terrible things? Like, can I have more? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of unspeakable things did he did yeah. make you do? I want details. <laughs> also, where do you work? <laughs> where can I find you later? Where we <laughs> So, um, Cersei is all too pleased, and um, she proclaims that it is Tyrion's right. She announces Sir Gregor Clegane as her champion for Joffrey, and then Tywin looks pissed. Oberyn Martell announces he'll serve as Tyrion's champion, and then the room gets raucous again. And when it finally settles down, Tywin announces he's washing his hands of it. He leaves giving Tyrion an icy look, Kevin by his side. So I'm yet again, like, how did Tywin not head this off? I mean, he must have known that this is totally something that would tempt Oberyn, the fact that she was planning to name Gregor as as her champion. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Yes, he, and he has to know why Oberyn is there. Oh, and yeah. Why, and why Doran didn't come. Like, he ha- that has to be in his mind somewhere. Totally. And, and he knows that <sighs> Oberyn's the hothead. Yes, and he just continues to let this happen. Yeah, I mean, I know it has to happen for the plot. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, it's funny how much this stuff just kind of, like, bothers me a little bit. Well, yeah, because like, you have to suspend so much disbelief for a character yeah. that's supposed to... Yeah, because it just isn't keeping with Tywin's character right, at all. Right, yeah. He's supposed to be on top of all this, and his children are just kind of running away with this. Because I think Cersei... Um, I, that might have been why she had Shay come up there and say all that stuff. She's coached him because she thought maybe it would push him to say, okay, you know what? I give up. I want to trial by combat. And she's like, oh, yeah, really? Well, I just happen to have Gleger right here just waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're probably right. That probably is why she had Shay. Because, I mean, I don't think she needed her. I mean, they were definitely. I mean, it was done. Anyway, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think it was partially that and just to embarrass Tyrion more, I guess. So we have um, Tyrion spending his evening back in his cell, and he's taking some small pleasure in knowing that he's wreaked some kind of havoc in his father's plans. And, um, you know, if Gregor wins, they'll have to answer for Oberyn's death. But if Oberyn wins, it will uh, sour relations with the Tyrells. And in the morning, Tywin asks Tywin asks, I'm sorry, Tyrion asks to visit his champion, and Oberyn offers Tyrion a cup of wine, 
And he says, uh, should you be drinking before battle? That will get you killed. Worse, it could get me killed. And Oberyn laughs. <laughs> the gods uh, um, defend the innocent. You are innocent, I trust. Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion warns Oberyn about what a fierce opponent the mountain is, and uh, Tyrion is dismayed that Oberyn's choice of weapons is a spear. It looks as if it has a glistening black substance on the point, and Oberyn's hands, um, as he spins it, I think it... The way I read this, it looked like as he was spinning it, was he like putting the poison on it at that time? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Was the poison on his hands while he was? Is that how he was putting it on the blade? I don't. I didn't understand it either. I didn't get it either. I don't know. But he's just so flippant, flipping about all of this. I know. Why the confidence? Just like I'm not worried about this at all. (laughs) Why is that? Why is he so confident? I mean, well, I mean, like it kind of makes you wonder: Has he actually been preparing for this fight for you know? A decade for yeah for however long yeah and it kind of makes you think maybe he has i don't know he's just confident he can uh, like get one prick in and that's that's all he needs maybe well i mean he isn't wrong i mean he isn't yeah. wrong to be confident either At because all. he actually does handle gregor fairly well mm-hmm. until you know <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> jumping ahead, jumping ahead. Okay, Let's see. Uh, Oberyn tells uh, Ty- uh, Tyrion that he'll have to come back to Sunspear with him, and he should bring his lovely wife, the Lady of Winterfell. He'd have much to discuss with Doran, music, trade, wine, laws of inheritance and succession, and no doubt counsel would be of benefit to Queen Marcella. And, you know, it's like treasonous talk that he's bantering about. But the thought Harry. of Cer- <laughs> but the thought of Cersei's reaction makes Tyrion think it could be worth it. <laughs> um, Prince Oberyn tells Tyrion of when he and his sister visited Casterly Rock, how that wasn't the, their only stop. And they were on a quest for marriage, visiting many other houses. Elia had liked Balon Hightower until he broke wind in front of them. Instead of Rhaegar, <laughs> Elia could have married Baylor. Tyrion wonders how many lives had been snuffed out by that part. <laughs> oh, this this passage gave me the giggles. I'm so immature. Classic. <laughs> all of Oberyn's names for all these poor guys. <laughs> Did they? Ha- yeah, they had a nickname for him after that, right? Was it Baylor Breakwind or something like that? Yeah, Baylor Breakwind. <laughs> Ah, oh, something like just so charming too, though, about it. Thinking about Oberyn and Elia as like brother and sister, and he like it's 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 like a story that's it so perfectly encapsulates like how close they were, like in their sense of humor, yeah. and they yeah. were, you know, you don't get much time with Oberyn, but this I I really appreciate it. This little passage. God, I know he's one of the most vivid characters on the page in the entire series, clearly. And he's not, I mean, he's here, not even half a book. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, we only get just a few chapters with him, just long enough to get a taste of him and fall in love with him, and then skittle time. Yeah. <laughs> so Oberyn suspects his mother and Lady Joanna 
who were girlhood friends, had planned that their children be betrothed to each other. And, um, of course, Joanna died. And uh, when his mother awaited the appropriate amount of time to pitch a union between Cersei and Oberyn to Tywin, he refused. Cersei was to wed Rhaegar. Elia was offered to Jaime, but... Tywin insulted the Martells by offering them Tyrion instead. So much fun to play what if with these scenarios, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it's funny that Tywin so quickly dismisses the idea of Elia for Jamie. And Jamie, yeah, why is that? I, I was thinking that maybe I was wasn't remembering something, but I don't mm. That's weird. Yeah, same. I mean, I kind of get why he would immediately, you know, clearly he had plans for Cersei and Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Jamie and Elia, I mean, that would have been I a good match. I don't know why that would have been a yeah. bad match. Yeah. And it would have appeased the, the, you know, the Martells a bit for Yeah. Basically Scoop and Rhaegar. Well, and you have to about... imagine. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Devin. Oh, well, all I could think about was was she sickly at the time like was was that a known thing, like, when she was that young? That could be. Oh, I wonder if that was known. Yeah, they mentioned that, that she was sickly. As yeah, Oberyn says something about uh, it. Maybe that was why. That would be it. But you know that uh, their mother got the best revenge, or at least thought she was, was Elia married Rhaegar instead of Cersei. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I keep thinking, I mean, I, I kind of hate the way that fandom romanticizes Joanna Lannister, but I'm like, she and, she and Tywin surely had discussions about who they were going to marry their kids to. And it's interesting that Tywin had this plan about, you know, Cersei goes to Rhaegar, and yet Joanna had this plan of, yeah. no, I'd rather marry Cersei to Oberyn. I wonder if she just did not want Cersei involved with the Targaryens, which, fair enough, given her experience. Yeah, and that spirals into a whole bunch of other fan theories, right? <laughs> it really does, yes. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Ugh, I hate that thing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we'll move on with the Oberyn proclaims that Elia and her children have waited long enough for justice. He finishes su- he finishes suiting up and off to combat he goes. There are over a thousand people there. And uh, Tyrion thinks that they should have held it in the dragon pit and charged a penny ahead. They could have, you know, made a sweet little profit and paid for Joffrey's wedding night or, and funeral all in one go. So, you know, he's <laughs> he's good at his job. <laughs> Still thinking. Right. So, see, the mountain is looking extremely imposing and um, as if he was carved from rock. Uh, Ilaria Sand whispers, you're going to fight that? And uh, Oberyn replies, I'm going to kill that. Tyrion thinks he wishes that he had asked Bronn, um, or better yet, Jaime. Oberyn's uh, armor is light and supple leather, his shield brightly polished, and his helm has no visor. He dances around the mountain, he deflects his first jabs. Oberyn asks if Gregor knows who he is. He introduces himself as Oberyn Mertel, Prince of Dorne. Um, Princess. Elia yeah, my name sister. is Inigo Montoya, you mean. <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I kind of like laughed at this part though, with like uh, Clegane response, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a douche. It was like perfectly asshole douche response because he's like, do you remember my sister, Princess Elia? <laughs> Who? 
It's kind of like it's kind of like that that gift that goes around all the time of Mariah Carey going, "I don't know her." <laughs> As she's putting her shades down. Yeah. <laughs> so Oprah avoids Clegane's strikes and adds, "Elia Martel, Princess of Dor, and you raped her, you murdered her, you killed her children." And Oberyn repeats those words as he dances around the mountain, making the night spin. Clegane is unable to land a blow, and Oberyn's spear fails to get through the mountain's plate. Oberyn's chatter is starting to get to Clegane. He yells at him to shut up. Spectators scramble to get out of their way. One stable boy's arm is cut off. His screams annoy Clegane, and he cuts the top of the boy's head off. At this point, the crowd seemed more interested in escaping the yard. <laughs> no shit. Why is this not stopped after this happened? Because he just <laughs> murdered a kid. <laughs> like, that's what happened. He just murdered a kid. This has I no regulations. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then, yeah, that follows. I mean, whatever. What? God. So let's see. The cloud, the gray clouds break and then the sun begins to shine. Oberyn uses his shield to reflect the light back into Clegane's eyes. His spear finally hits a spot under Clegane's arm. Oberyn again demands Greg or say Elia's name. The mountain now bleeding stumbles. Oberyn pierces him again at the back of his leg. Gregor falls and rolls onto his back. Then he rises to his elbow over and screams his sister's name as he drives his spear into the mountain's belly. Oberyn promises Clegane if he dies before saying his sister's name, he will hunt him through all the seven hells. And then I did, of course, pull a bit of a passage here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, here we go. <clears throat> Clegane's hand shot up and grabbed the Dornishman behind the knee. The Red Viper brought down the great sword in a wild slash, but he was off balance, and the edge did no more than put another dent in the mountain's vambrace. Then the sword was forgotten as Gregor's hand tightened and twisted, yanking the Dornishman down on top of him. They wrestled in the dust and blood, and the broken spear wobbling back and forth. Tyrion saw with horror that the mountain had wrapped one huge arm around the prince, drawing him tight against his chest like a lover. Elia of Dorne, they all heard Sir Gregor say, when they were close enough to kiss. His deep voice boomed within the helm. I killed her screaming whelp, he thrust his free hand into Oberyn's unprotected face, pushing steel fingers into his eyes. Then I raped her. Clegane slammed his fist into the Dornishman's mouth, making splinters of his teeth. Then I smashed her fucking head in like this. As he drew back his huge fist, the blood on his gauntlet seemed to smoke in the cloud dawn air. There was a sickening crunch. Eliasan wailed in terror, and Tyrion's breakfast came boiling back up. Mine too. <laughs> oh, fucking love it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness, poor Oberyn. So who threw the oh. book? <laughs> <laughs> what an emotional journey it is, because you're kind of like really getting into it as he's like, you know, killing Gregor. You're like, like yeah. Hey, he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> had so much hope. I mean, I <laughs> all this, they're going to be in Dorne. He's going to be Martella. We're going to make a play for the throne. And then wham, it's over. Yeah. Even now, reading it, my heart's still like 
starts racing as you're just getting towards the end. Uh, I love oh, that, that, that <laughs> pregnant silence. It's so perfect. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Dang. George I, is a cruel, cruel bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and he relishes the cruelty, too. I yes. mean, like, he really does. He really does. He wants yeah. us to suffer like Gregor Clegane is going to suffer and die. So um, I was surprised by how much um, the show plays it more as like Oberyn, um, like being very, what's the word I'm looking for? Taunting. Like very, yeah, taunting him and everything. But this happens so quickly. Like the way it reads is he puts his foot on his chest. He says one more thing. And then he's, a, it's reads as if he's about to go for the killing blow. And then it's just, too late yeah like it, there wasn't as much taunting as there uh, is in the show yeah. and also in the show he points at tywin and says did he give the order <laughs> and that's never addressed does he do that on the show that's yes, so funny he yes he does oh my in, God. in the book he's wearing a helmet he just doesn't have a visor and in, in the on the show he didn't even have a helmet remember they were selling t-shirts after that that said life is tough wear a helmet <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great oh man so Tyrion is a lot like us after you know that passage he doesn't remember his father's words condemning him he is led down to the black cells not his tower room it's all a blur <laughs> It's my favorite line in the chapter. Um, I put my life in the red of a viper's hands and he dropped it. When he remembered yeah. too late that snakes had no hands, tears yeah. began to laugh hysterically. <laughs> because it makes me think of Lieutenant Dan. Like, <laughs> you don't have oh it, Lieutenant Dan. It's like snakes ain't got no hands. <laughs> it's oh, so funny no. to me. Every time that's what I think of. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> oh, my God. I can never not hear a southern accent now. <laughs> Snakes ain't got no hands. Snakes ain't got no hands, Lieutenant. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end. Any parting shots or anything I may have missed? Um, I do think that Tywin was poisoned because there's a mention somewhere in here about Tywin drinking poison wine or something like that, and that like it's just thrown in there. So I think Oberyn poisoned him at some point. I think so. You know, too. I I I think so too. Now I really do after this reread. Yep. Absolutely. I um before we get into the closing stuff. Well, at first, did anybody? Well, anybody? Devin, Crystal, did you do the mail? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chiki, yeah, did, did you do the One mail? Because we can like. No, I, I can make up I some mail real quick. Like, but no, I didn't do it. <laughs> quick cast, just says, rapid fire. Here we go. <laughs> we'll save it for next week. I think. Yeah, we'll but do we'll do mail next week. I did want to just like take a moment to just say um, a few words because we lost like one of you know a very important individual, a writer. Uh, Mr. Stan Lee passed. Um, I know you guys will be hearing this yeah. a day later, but I just, he like, made such a big difference in my life. I know, like, I absorbed the X Men comics growing up. So Ugh, yeah. that was a hard one, but he lived a real full life, you know? 
life well lived. And he lived a real full long life too. <laughs> I mean, like my sister yes, and I were that's reminiscing. What I kept myself today, he was ninety five. Okay. Well, not just ninety five, but and my not sister even and I that, were but yeah. Reminiscing about the fact that we, you know, we used to go to a lot of conventions back in the day, and like even until a few years ago, like I, the only times, well, I think I might have seen him on a panel or two, but the the amount of times that you would just run into him on the convention floor, <laughs> like just out, you know, and like when I say run into, I mean my sister like literally almost plowed him over because he was a pretty small guy, you know? but like Aww. you would Aww. just run into him, you know, like out walking around, and this is like when he was like ninety. I mean, he had so much energy; it was amazing. So much. I just always oh. thought, you know, I've never met him, but I always thought he must be the most precious, most fun little old man. And I don't know. I I wrote on Facebook today that he made my childhood richer because of all of his. When when I was little, I'm I'm a little older than I'd like to admit, but when I was a little girl, a <laughs> lot of his cartoon, a lot of the comics were made in the cartoons, most notably Spider Man, and. I watched all of that stuff. They were supposed to be boys' cartoons, but I watched them anyway, and I loved them. Yeah, Crystal, it's almost like women have been fans of this stuff all along, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. Imagine. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... I had no idea. I was like huge. Like X Men was kind of my drug of choice. Like I, I don't know. I got bitten like when I was around thirteen, which was kind of like older. I think maybe, maybe not so much with X Men, but yeah, that was. Uh, my heart broke a little today, but I don't know. Oh. Just wanted to guess. What's that? Oh, uh, I was just going. I was going on the X Men thing. You were thirteen. I, I had had just had my. Uh, first son he was little and it was on fox and i used to watch it with him you know he was my excuse to watch it (laughs) that's a kick-ass theme song (laughs) i loved that x-men cartoon it was so good yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah well yeah rest in peace stanley and um and oprah and martel and oprah and martel (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's um, close it up here then, I think. Uh, if you want to send us messages, you can at close the door and at gmail.com. You can also reach us at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. You can follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please like, subscribe, um, and review wherever you may listen. And also support us on Patreon. And I think that's going to be the end of that. And I just want to thank you guys all for podcasting. Yeah. That's, thank you for moderating. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> 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 Closing the door. Get out.